Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's going to take the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one, it's a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cash back debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. It's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You have consent. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the CBS Sports College Basketball YouTube channel. Knock that out while you're here. Let's get into it. Today, we are continuing our summer shoot-around series that we'll be doing over a seven-week span. We've already published episodes on Arizona, Arkansas, Baylor, Connecticut. We're working in alphabetical order. So now we turn our attention to Creighton. Last season, Creighton went 24 and 13 overall, 14 and 6 in the Big East, finished fourth in the league standings, three games back of Marquette, one game back of Xavier. The Blue Jays lost to uh, Xavier in the semifinals of the Big East tournament. Then they got a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament, beat NC State, Baylor, and Princeton to advance to the Elite Eight, where they lost, of course to San Diego State, finished 12th at Ken Palm, and two of the top five scores for that team are gone, but Ryan Kalkbrenner, Trey Alexander, Baylor Shireman provide Greg McDermott with one of the sport's best returning cores. I've got Creighton ranked ninth in the top 25 and one. We'll see what Norlander thinks about that next, but first, a word from our partners. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do. Like me, taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Norlander. Creighton, as a preseason top 10 team, can you dig it? Oh, gosh. 
or do you despise it? All right. I dig it more than I despise it. Uh, right off the top, our apologies to the Creighton fan base, which has been salivating for this episode, salivating for it. Initially, the plan was Wednesday morning, early Wednesday morning. Actually, but initially, the plan was Tuesday night. That we is were correct. Tape it Tuesday night. We're not going to get, trust me, we're going to try and get this done, one done quickly because we've also got to get uh, another one, uh, one of these shoot-arounds finished. But let's just say Nada and I have, we've got a, a suitcase full of material for GP if either one of us are ever late or delayed on a podcast for the rest of the calendar year, even if it was out of your control. I want to make it clear it was out of my control, but I want to also make it clear I can acknowledge it has to be incredibly frustrating for you guys Weird. because um, we did a live episode Tuesday night. If you watch that, you know that my internet at my hotel was shaky. Um, I kept going in and out. I think I dropped out twice. So we decided at that point, well, listen, we can't uh, pre-tape Creighton on this type of internet. So let me try to figure it out. I'll get it figured out by tomorrow morning. I did figure it out by uh but before I went to bed on Tuesday night, I actually had an IT person come to my room and we identified there's a dead spot in my hotel room. And it happens to be right where the desk is. Like I, I might have had to do a Wednesday morning or uh, two Wednesday morning from my bathroom to get proper Wi-Fi. But there was a place to do it in my room where I had very good Wi-Fi middle of the night on Tuesday. So our plan was, we'll just do this Wednesday morning. Middle of the night on Tuesday, the entire internet at the entire hotel went out. So when I got ready to sign on Wednesday morning to record the Creighton episode, there's literally, it's not even that I have bad internet. There's no internet in the hotel. I end up changing hotels, going into a meeting room to do the Gary Paris show. And the plan was, we'll just do the Creighton episode Thursday morning from FedEx Forum before the Gary Paris show originates. Got to work this morning. No internet at FedEx Forum. They they mm -hmm. they made me change my password, and then I couldn't get back in. So I had to come all the way back home, all the way back home, and now here we are. But at least the internet seems to be working fine for the first time in days for me. That's the story. Of, of all the people, by the way, Indiana fans are just... <laughs> they couldn't be jokes on me and jokes on you that so anyway we're finally getting you your creighton episode let's get into it uh creighton coming off just the second elite eight appearance in school history trivia time the other one came in what year gary Parrish? oh uh man uh, you, can uh, you get I, it within 15 years yeah of course i can it was 19 uh, uh 87 you did not get it within 35 years. Mm. It was 19, 1987. Yeah, I, feel, no. I remember the Blue Jays were tough at 87. 87. Now to go ahead and look up that 86, 87 Jays team. Tell us how they were rocking back then. 1941 was the Blue Jays' only other Elite Eight run. Of course, uh, Ryan Nemhard had the foul on Darren Trammell's hip with 1.2 seconds to go in a 56-all game. Trammell went to the line. The Aztecs got to the Final Four, eventually the title game. And Creighton just narrowly missed on making the biggest stage in the sport. Nemhard wound up going to Gonzaga, who will be featured later this summer. Um, he and Kaluma being the two pieces that are gone. Uh, and losing Nemhard is significant, but they have been able to, to retool here. And Creighton is in the midst of its, and I'll get to this when we get to the schedule part near the end of the shoot-around episode, but it's in the midst of its best run ever as a program. Um, as a top 10 team, I think it's got a real, I think it's got a real shot. And I think it starts with 
Kalkbrenner, who was a 16-point-a-game guy last season. How about this, though? His 72.5 true shooting percentage last season was the best in the sport. Yes, even better than Edie. Uh, and he was six overall in all of men's D1 and O rating at Ken Palm, 133.4 points per 100 possessions. Uh, you know, doing that as a seven-footer, in addition to averaging 6.1 boards and 2.1 blocks, uh, one of the better bigs in the country. And I think the expectation should be that Kalkbrenner becomes an All-American this season. And but All-American means you're either first, second, or third team. So uh, you are essentially one of the 15 most important players in the sport. I think that needs to be the case. I wonder, we just did the Connecticut episode, GP. Kalkbrenner or Klingon? Who will be the better big this season? Overall, big picture. Not even necessarily in the Big East, but this, this, uh, this college basketball season, who's going to be the better big? Kalkbrenner or Klingon? Because I will say right now, I will. I think Kalkbrenner will be the better overall player, even if narrowly. I think he'll be slightly better than Klingon this year. I would go Kalkbrenner as well. I mean, he averaged you know 16 points, uh, six rebounds, two blocks a game last season. Shot 69.5 percent from the field, and his true shooting percentage. I mentioned this on a previous episode while talking about another player. The person who led the country in true shooting percentage last season was Ryan Kalkbrenner at uh, 72. Point five percent. So I think, yeah, I think he just all he has to do is Klingon has to be better than he's ever been. And there's some per minute data that suggests he will be. In fact, I'm certain he will be. But Carpenter just has to be what he's been and he's going to be awesome. I suspect that he'll be what he's been, if not better, and be one of the best players in the country, which is what he was last year. And one big reason for that is obviously his defensive prowess. He could grow to be even better. And if that's the case, he will be the anchor for the defense and a really good two-way player. And yeah, plenty of high expectations for Kalkbrenner, who decided to come back and has a chance at real college basketball superstardom. But the good news for him and the good news for Creighton and why they've got a real case to be a top 10 team after finishing 12th in Ken Palm last season is that you get two other bona fide double-digit scores, proven guys, veterans back. Trey Alexander his return sneakily might be the most important decision to come back of any player, like in that top 20 conversation. And I say that because I think, I think he's got a chance to eventually like be on an NBA roster and in a rotation years down the road. Um, Maybe his path would have been a little more jagged. Had he decided to stick um, with going early and not returning to college, but that's not the case. I think that between Kalkbrenner, Alexander, and Shireman, you could potentially be looking at 50 points a game between those three guys. Well, let, let, me, let me ask you this, because it popped into my head. Okay. Is that the best trio? Like, you talk, if you're talking about big three, we always talk about the big three in the NBA. Big three over here, big three there, big three down in Miami, the big three in Brooklyn. Is that the best big three in college basketball? Um, I'm not going to go there just yet, because actually I wonder if... Um, well, yeah, I don't, you know, if you're talking about any three players, any positions, Duke's coming up next and Duke's going to have Duke Phil is the pa- one that Duke, Duke is the one. And yeah. then I'm going to say this on the Duke episode, but you, you almost wonder if Jeremy Roach and Tyrese Proctor might be the best one to backcourt in the country next season. We'll see. Um, but we'll save that for the Duke episode. They're, Alexander Shireman, Kalkbrenner GP are in that conversation. And I think Alexander has a chance, has a chance to really jump to an 18, 19 point per game guy. He's obviously very competent on the defensive end. And they've got even more here. We're going to get to the key addition, obviously, out of Utah State. But because they were so 
good last season when they weren't dealing with the health issues. There's real reason for significant optimism and, and for Creighton to yet again be a player nationally in the sport. Yeah, so with Alexander, Shireman, and Kalkbrenner, you bring back three guys that average at least 12.8 points per game. And with Kalkbrenner, remember, um, he is the player who got mononucleosis last season. Creighton ended up going 24-10 and 10 with him in the lineup, 0-3 without him. He missed three games. They lost all three. He returned from mono on December 22nd. We talked about this a lot last season, where it was like Creighton's better than what their record shows. Um, from the day Cogbrenner returned through the end of the season, Creighton was the sixth best team in the country, according to BartTorvik.com. So this wasn't uh, relative to seeding. It was a surprise that they were in the Elite Eight. But again, they were the sixth best team in the country uh, from December 22nd going forward. By that standard, it's not that crazy that that they made the Elite Eight. The point I was trying to make earlier is that they've got three guys who average at least 12.8 points per game last season, and then they have a newcomer who you referenced who averaged more points than all of them, and that's Stephen Ashworth, uh, who you know averaged 16.2 points, 4.5 assists at Utah State uh, last season. That's the Utah State team that finished 28th at Ken Palm and made the NCAA tournament. So these aren't empty stats for a bad team. Stephen Ashworth like put up great numbers for a good team, a top 30 team in America. And the big key, he shot 7.3 threes per game and made 43.4% of it. So when you're Creighton, you never want to lose a guy like Nimhard, but I don't think they lose much as long as the replacement is Stephen Ashworth. Like I, you know, I, I I'll let other people debate who's better, but I don't think Creighton, if you just say, Subtract Nimhard, and they also lost Arthur Kaluma, who transferred to Kansas State. But mm-hmm. if you just say at that lead guard position, take Nimhard off the roster, put Ashworth on the roster, I don't see much difference in quality of caliber of basketball team. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yeah, we'll see how he adjusts, makes a jump. You figure he'll be the one. Um, between him and Alexander, you're going to have really good shooting. Uh, Shireman as well. But, you know, Trey Alexander, 
if you look at it, it's 37.3% from three-point range last season. He shot 44% in conference play from three-point range. Alexander did. The best in the league last season. So him, Ashworth shot 43% on the season. His O rating was 127.7, which was top 10 in the country, and he averaged 4.5 dimes. So you've got a league guard to make up for the loss of Nemhard. The starting five is going to be Ashworth, Alexander, Shireman, Kalkbrenner, and I bet there's there's a battle that's developing here between Isaac Trout, who's a transfer from Virginia, kind of uh, transfer to get back close to home, or Mason Miller, who's like a six nine slender forward. I don't know who's going to win that uh, win out there, but those guys will be um, some of the most prominent players. I would think, uh, you know, Creighton fans that are dialing into this, you know, your team in and out. But if you're still just kind of checking in, well, then who else is going to be a factor in the backcourt? They had a bit player named Fran Farabello last season. He'll probably play backup at the two. Uh, if you told me Alexander even had some that was uh, some time running the offense, I'd believe you as well. And then they've got Jonathan Lawson, a Memphis transfer, who will be a back. I got to believe he'll play backup wing as well. Um, I don't know if this team is exceedingly deep, but I don't know if it really needs to. You know, obviously you'd rather have depth than not. But if if all these guys play to their potential, even if it turns into a seven-man rotation, and it might, it might not, but even if it does, uh, Creighton's position to be right there with the likes of UConn and Marquette and anyone else in the Big East, it's formidable. We have a good Big East race, and Creighton uh, should have, in my opinion, if you're a Creighton fan going into the season, even with the loss of two starters, I think an objectively fair expectation is that you are a top three team in the Big East, you are ranked in the polls, if not wire to wire close to it, and you are a top 15 team nationally that makes the second weekend. Just say second weekend because you never really know, but you're anywhere in that two, three, four at the worst seed kind of range in the tournament. I think those should be your expectations this season. This happens sometimes when um, I'm doing draft profiles and it happened last season when we were doing the summer shoot around. Like when I take a closer look at a team or a player, I start to like them more or like them less. And Creighton is one that when I started really diving into this, I like them more. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do have them top three in the Big East. I have them third, but still ninth in the country. Third in the Big East, ninth in the country. Because I've got Marquette six in the top 25 and one, UConn eighth, and then Creighton at number nine. So I've got three Big East teams in the top 10 of the top 25 and one, but I don't have any other Big East teams in the top 25 and one at all. Now, obviously um, Villanova could reasonably placed in there. We'll see what Xavier looks like. We'll see what Providence looks like. St. John's was in the top 25 at one point, but they, they got bumped out by somebody else. Um, so I do think uh, the league's going to be good again. Um, but I do think it, no matter how you cut it up, the top three in some order have to be Marquette, UConn, Creighton. The thing I like most about them when I start taking a closer look they got shooters everywhere, everywhere. Ashworth shot 43% from three last season on seven attempts per game. Trey Alexander shot 41% from three last season on 4.4 threes per game. Baylor Shireman only shot 36.4% on 6.5 attempts per game last season from three, but he's a career 39.5% three-point shooter, and he shot – from three as a sophomore and 46.9% from three as a junior at South Dakota State. So um, 
he's even better than he showed last season at Creighton. So when you go with those three, I mean, you've got, let's just call it 40% or better three-point shooters at three different positions. Whatever you do at the four, and it could be Trout, it could be Mason Miller. Trout, you touched on it. He's a transfer from Virginia. Actually went to Virginia, never played, yeah. and now he's transferring back home to the state of Nebraska. He was the Nebraska Gatorade Player of the Year as a high school senior. Um, Mason Miller can shoot. His dad's Mike Miller. And Jonathan Lawson, who I, I think Memphis could really use this season. I don't think Memphis used him enough last season, but he is also a quality perimeter shooter. So in a, in a time where shooting has never been more valuable than it is, I think at all levels of basketball, Creighton, I think as much as anybody else in the country, is going to be able to put lineups on the court that has high-level college three-point shooting um, at multiple positions at all times. And not just that, but Creighton has been able to be a, a, a team that has been among the better teams, not at the top tier, but in the past three seasons, adjusted defensive deficiency. Uh, Kempom 14 last year, 19 the year before, 32 the year before that. Uh, Creighton has, and understandably so, because for a good portion of McDermott's time there, they were offense first, but really balanced on both sides of the ball. In the event, by the way, that I misspoke, I, I may or may not have, um, Alexander, I, I think I mentioned 37.3% three-point shooter. That is for his career. Right. Meantime, because GP mentioned the 41%, in just Big East play last season, it was 44%. So he jumped up as the season went along. Hopefully he can make that jump. We got to do regular season win total here. So I'm going to give you the schedule, and then you tell me, and I'm going to set you up here for you before you get, give, me, uh, give me your number. So here are the notable games. November 14th at home against Iowa. We'll see if Iowa is or is not a top 40 level team. Uh, November 22 and 23, they'll play in the Hall of Fame Classic in Kansas City. They're going to open against Loyola Chicago, who was down in a big way last year. We'll see if they bump back. And then they'll either play Boston College or Colorado State. Creighton will be favored no matter uh, the two opponents um, of those two opponents it gets for the second game. At Oklahoma State on November 30th, Big East Big 12 battle. At Nebraska, they're just going to walk into Pinnacle Bank. Woo! You never know. You never know about that one. They're going to stroll right in. They're walking right in. Um, Nebraska fans that are hate listening to this, <laughs> I've, I've made myself a mortal enemy. Apologies in advance there, Huskers fans. And then two more of note uh, versus UNLV in Henderson, Nevada at the Dollar Loan Center. So it's not technically a road game, but it is in Henderson. GP knows about the thing about Henderson. I think that's where Foothill is, actually. Foothill might be in Henderson. That's you the, spent best, some time place. At Foothill that's High the best place to start the day, is it? Foothill? That is the best place. And then home versus Alabama. Home versus. So I'm going to recap this. Again, remember 20 Big East games, and you've got 11 non cons, but they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of their 11 non cons are non buy games. Home against Iowa. Neutral, Loyola Chicago, then BC or Colorado State, at Oklahoma State, at Nebraska, so two roadies, and then an, uh, a semi-road against UNLV, home versus Bama. You've got the round robin and biggies. Before you pick your number, I want to tell you this. Hmm. The program coming off its best four-year run in school history. Projected two-seed with a 24-7 and record, co-Big East champs in 2020. No tournament. 21, they were 22-9. and Second in the Big East, made the Sweet 16 as a five-seed. 2022. 23 and 12, just a nine seed, made the second round, but it was still a solid season in the last year, of course. Elite eight, six seed, um, tied the 2020 team for the best finish in Ken Palm ever. In the past four seasons, Creighton has gone 93 and 41. That averages out to 23.3 wins. So you're over under Gary Parrish. Mm -hmm. 
for the Creighton Blue Jays in 23-24 is 23.3 wins. Over, under, what is your number? I'm going over. Okay. I'm going to give them one non-league loss. Just one? Just one. That, 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 nothing you said scares me. Okay. Nothing you said scares me. If they have one non-league loss going into Big East play, they will be ranked in the top three in the AP 25. That's where we're headed with this then. Okay. One, one non-league loss. I'm going to give them five league losses. That means six before the start of the Big East tournament. I've got Creighton heading into the Big East tournament with 25 victories, and I believe that's the highest I've said for any team so far. It is the highest you said for any team. How do you uh, how do you come to terms with the fact that you have UConn one spot higher in your preseason rankings, but have them with fewer wins than Creighton, which is one spot below? Non-league scheduling. Okay, there we go. UConn has a tougher non-league schedule. I actually wonder if it does, to be honest. Yeah, um, I, I honestly don't know. I'm just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but, I, but no, like it has to because that's how I, I work backward from 31. Yeah. And then I just add your – I promise you I had more – I had UConn winning uh, – I, I had UConn losing more non-league games. If you go back and listen, I bet what you'll find yeah, is yeah. that I had UConn losing more non-league games than Creighton, and that's how you get these these wacky numbers. I will go on. Uh, no, I yeah, I will go under twenty three point three wins. I'm gonna say Creighton goes twenty three and eight, but it's gonna be a really good twenty three and eight. And heading into the Big East tournament, they'll have a pretty respectable overall resume there. Between at Oklahoma State, at Nebraska versus UNLV in Nevada, and then you've got home versus Bama. We'll see what Bama is. I, I mark me down for at least two non-league losses for a really, really good team. And then I'll say they go, I'll say they take six L's in, uh, in Big East play, which could still be good enough, honestly, with the Big East. And we'll see how it, it, it shakes out at the top. But they, that matches what they did last season. 14 and six, I say they do it again. I've got them 23 and eight. You've got them 25 and six. Either way, Creighton, uh, and I know its fan base is, is all too aware of this. These are the golden days right now. It is never, you've never had a better four going on a five-year stretch in the history of the program than where you are right now with what McDermott's been able to do. You've got shooting, defense size, experience, and should be considered a Final Four contender. So let me just make sure I'm keeping track correctly. Um, with these predictions, you've shown no faith in Scott Drew. Correct. Dan Hurley. Actually, that is correct on Scott Drew. Or now Greg Dern, McDermott. Uh, 12, 23 and 8. You're going to look around. You ain't going to have any friends. Uh, yeah, okay. You're going to look up. You're going to not have any friends. Oh, yeah. You're going to look up. I'm, looking to, I'm not looking to make friends here. I'm looking to be right. Look, at, You're going to look up. It's going to be a Final Four party. And it's going to be me and Scott Drew and Dan Hurley and Greg McDermott sitting at a table. And, and I'm going to say, hey, there's Norlander. And, and Paris, go. you they're never go. socialize at the Final Four. They're going to go, no, don't call him over you're here. He didn't believe in us last July. He didn't believe in us oh, last Oh, so you just, you just said that. Oh, if that's the case, you don't think Scott Drew, Dan Hurley, or Greg McDermott are coaching the Final Four because they're at a party. Now no, who's no. now who's the doubter? No, they're coaching um, at the Final Four, yeah, and yeah. we're having our own little private party. Okay, yeah, it's a private party of me and Final Four coaches that I believed in all the way dating back to July. Yeah. Yeah. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for watching, listening to the Island College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. More of us than there are of them. That should be reflected in the comments. We're going to be back real soon. And, buddy, I mean real soon. Yes. We're behind on schedule. So you know what that means? We're going to be back real soon. Your Duke episode will be here before you know it. Till then, take care.
Greetings, Fantasy Warriors. I'm Heath Cummings, your guide to fantasy dominance on FFT Dynasty. Join me this offseason where mock drafts become epic showdowns and every pick shapes your legacy. If, if I was Adam, with the team that he's built, Will Levis makes so much more sense. And that's not all. We're peeling back the curtain on the future with our exclusive 2024 NFL Draft Prospect Profiles. Uncover hidden gems that'll elevate your roster to legendary status. Puka Nakua. After Cooper Cup, we really have no idea who's going to get the targets. Keaton Mitchell of East Carolina. Explosive speed is ridiculous. This isn't just a podcast. It's a playbook for champions. Subscribe to FFT Dynasty now, and together, we'll conquer the fantasy football frontier. Your dynasty journey starts here.